Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. Ooh, how are you? Today I am not Seth. Today I am Death. Ooh, I, I don't know how I did not see that coming, but uh, good. I, <laughs> I, I thought you were going <laughs> to say you were a spooky ghost. Uh, like last no and no you you surprised me so yeah it is uh we are recording always surprised by death um we are recording on halloween um it is halloween it probably won't be when you're listening to it but today is halloween yeah i was i'm very tired i was a jedi today at my church and I passed out candy to a bunch of kids mm. in the Star Wars room. Did you use the force? Uh, yes, maybe. Yeah, I did. I actually um, g- surprised a kid because I had my Apple Watch on, mm-hmm. and so I fake used the force to turn the volume down on the on the thing on the speaker playing music, but I just used my Apple Watch to turn it down. Ah, so he didn't know, but it was kind of it was funny. He he was definitely like, "Whoa, how did you do that?" Um, so that ah, was kind children, of good old kids, they're so dumb. It was uh, it was pretty great. Across the hall from the Star Wars room, Seth was the Fortnite room, mm. where Marianne made a loot pinata for the room to decorate. But it it was very well decorated, and it had about. Um, eight kids at any given time doing random Fortnite dances, which was really fun. So, nice. uh, every every once in a while, I went over there and danced with them. It was a it was a good time. They they are very good at them. I, oh, yeah, it's it's impressive the stamina they have to keep going. Yeah, but they were they were getting kids. adults to dance with them too, so that was fun. Did the person in that room? Uh, was their costume like a, a webcam and microphone in front of their face as a Fortnite streamer? <laughs> no, no, no. But that's too bad. Ariel, our friend Ariel, was the person that let people in the room, and she was actually dressed as one of the skins from Fortnite. There you go. So that was that was kind of neat. And our bud, our little buddy Drew, our pastor's son, was one of the all one of the skins also, one of the cooler ones with like the uh you know, the aerobic the the mask and everything. And yeah. he was cool looking. So Awesome. Have did you so I saw one, I'll tell you mine in a minute, but have you seen any cool video game character costumes this Halloween? Um Well, I saw our, my nephew AJ as the Enderman and his awesome costume, which was cool, that my mother made. Yeah. Um, I did not actually see any other ones, um, surprisingly. Usually when I'm walking around campus, you'll see people in costumes. Uh, but I didn't really see any today. Although when I was leaving campus, I was drive, uh, driving out of the parking garage and someone got out of a car in full clown makeup and terrified me. <laughs> oh gosh! And I stared at him, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think he under he he was aware of how uh, unsettling he was, or yeah, maybe he was because that's probably why he dressed up like that. 
Um, yeah, I saw AJ today at the Halloween event, and uh, the Enderman costume was very good. Yeah. And he was very proud of it. Um, I also saw a kid... <laughs> I, I actually... The parents loved the Star Wars room, but they also loved how much I freaked out when he turned the corner because he was a Splatoon squid. Oh, nice. And it, I'm not talking like the kid with the hair and the, the gun and everything. He had just the giant squid over him. Like it was a homemade squid. and awesome. So he looked really neat. And um, I asked his parents if I could get a picture with him to send to you. So... Um, it was, it was really funny. It was really neat. I, they appreciated that someone recognized it. Cause I guess the kid hadn't been getting recognized, which is a, a real shame because Splatoon is such a cool franchise and I, yep. I hope more people interact. I'll tell with you it. right now, I am currently, uh, dressed up as Isaac from Golden Sun. Just trying to, uh, <laughs> get that mojo going. Yeah. Yeah. Just get that mojo for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Halloween. The, the spirit is out there. It's, it's kind of fun to see. Um, you, you don't like wrestling at all, but some of, uh, some of my favorite, um, indie wrestlers, they're a group and they actually all did a Halloween show dressed as people from the mushroom kingdom. So like they were Bowser and Mario and peach and everything. It was, it was funny. Um, it was good. I love seeing, I don't like Halloween, but I love seeing the costumes. Yeah. It's. And, and video games are, are rife with things that you can make good costumes out of. Right. And people I mean, you can just throw on. Choose it. Ah, uh, some people do. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like people. I mean, you, could, you could just throw on a, uh, on a Mario cap and there you go. Yeah. I feel like a lot more people choose other like video ga- like uh, movies, yeah, or, like the Mar- like Marvel stuff, and so it's just kind of nice to see some video games get love. Um, when I went to go get my Jedi cloak, there was a huge Fortnite section mm-hmm. uh, full of costumes, and actually, surprisingly, a huge Overwatch section hmm. with like Mercy costumes and Reaper costumes, and yeah, so. That kind of I guess made that me. Makes sense. That it is kind huge. Of, it made me bummed that I could not be Reaper and just yell, "Die, die, die!" <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the best service. to do around a uh, a bunch of children. Yeah, but it would have, you know, it would not have. Not the worst away. thing to do, mind you. <laughs> so with that, um, I want to talk about something I played because I finally beat a game this week, oh, and it amazing. wasn't. Uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It it wasn't Call of Duty, because you can't beat that. True. Uh, and it wasn't The World Ends With You. It was Undertale, which ah. I talked a couple episodes back about playing. And the main reason I beat it is because Seth, last week while we were getting ready for the episode, or two weeks before, really was like, man, you need to finish that game. And I, it kind of got put on the back burner because of The World Ends With You. And so I, I went back and I didn't let New Game Syndrome win this time. Mm. And I, Nice. I, that I rarely happens. Through. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was more of a I didn't want to disappoint you. And I, 
I did want to finish the game for the podcast. So it actually ended up being perfect timing, and we'll talk about that in the news later. Yeah. But I finished it literally last night. And awesome. So I have to know which which bosses you killed and which ones you spared. So here's the funny thing. Remember, uh, So I told you I killed Torio. Right, right, right at the beginning. That is that and a couple of the enemies after were the only enemies that I killed. Ah, oh, nice. And it's because I vaguely got the hint. I don't know. It, I, I promise I didn't look anything up about this game mm-hmm. to, like, persuade me or anything. And Seth didn't tell me. But I kind of got the hint that I was not supposed to kill these things. I mean, slash. You, you're you're told right at the beginning of the game that when when you are taught to fight that you don't have to kill these people and you probably shouldn't. Right, but then the flower attacks you and says, "No, it's yeah. kill or be killed." And yeah, so that's why I I it does a good job of sending a mixed message at the beginning, and so it's. I, I didn't kill anyone besides Toriel, which, as I found out um, at the end of the game, because at the end of the game, after I beat it, I looked it up, you can't get a true good ending until you beat the game the first right. time. Yeah. So I don't feel as cheated by doing that in the beginning. Yep. But it's it's kind of, I mean, that's kind of spoilerish. but this game's been out for like three years. So, it's a really fun game. It only takes about six hours to beat, mm-hmm. which I I beat it in about five or six. Um, I really want to talk to you, Seth, about the final boss, because <laughs> uh, yeah. it was the most bonkers thing I've ever played in a video game. Oh, yeah, it's insane. I remember when I got to it, I was so confused at, at what was going on. Yeah, and and it's frustrating because... You, you can't really die from it. You yeah. you get down to one HP, but you don't really die. And it's... Yeah, the it's boss kind of toys weird, with you. weird, weird experience. This game does everything it can to subvert your expectations at, at random, pivotal mm-hmm. moments. And I... Uh, I almost broke my Switch a couple of times with some of the boss fights. Probably... Go ahead. Yeah, it can be uh it can be hard when you're when you're like I don't want to fight these guys, but it just does not it doesn't seem like it's possible to there that there's any other way to beat them. So the the one that really almost got me was the Metaton EX. Yes, I love Metaton. Getting the 10 getting up to that many like, I knew I had to get to a certain amount. My head assumed it was high. Mm-hmm. So I assumed it was around 10. And I kind of figured out by eliminating, no, it's not one, no, it's not two, no, it's not three. That had to be 10 whatever subscribers to the show or battle you were doing. Yeah, that's... It's, it's hard to it's hard to explain what's going on in that battle on, on the podcast. It's hard to explain what goes on in this game. Yeah, that's true. It's 
I, and I'm telling you this as someone that's also telling you to go play this. I'm not sure a lot of people will like it. <laughs> but And that's hard to say. Because I'm not sure it's even necessarily good. In a, like, I know that I enjoyed it. But I don't know if it's a good game. Hmm. I think it's an interesting game. And a, some, and a game that definitely pushes different buttons than we're used to getting pushed but there are definitely things in it that i'm just like this i don't think this is good on a level but Mm. that's that's just me i i really i liked it but i i still don't know if i can push on to someone else to play it the music is fantastic and it was really fun to play the game and hear music that i recognized because me and you had listened to the music so much but it's interesting that you would say that about the game because um i think this is a game that i would absolutely recommend to like people who don't really play video games because it it's so wacky and it is it is kind of hard to describe how it plays but you can you can play it like casually and and there's not it kind of removes the intense barrier to entry that rpgs have um i absolutely think it's a great game and i would recommend it to anybody um so it's interesting to hear you say that so part of part of my issue is that Maybe it's also the fact that I had started doing a not-kill run. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't even doing it evenly. Like, I just went straight no-kill after a while. And so that makes the game a lot harder. Because if you just go for the kill, you'll get it if you're consistent enough. But the in order to spare people, it's sometimes a lot harder to do that. I don't know. It's it's crazy. What part of what frustrated me on a level was the inventory system it had. Yeah. Because you you never really knew if what you were equipping was the best and it it seemed kind of arbitrary. And I I think maybe I just cared about some of that stuff too much and yeah. I, like that's probably my fault. Yeah, and I mean that it is it's kind of it kind of obfuscates what is actually going on but i think that's because there isn't a lot going on um like you you never really are able to see what the actual stats are i don't think of of stuff and so you don't know you're right there there's a a level where you don't know what is best but i mean it kind of it's just the next thing you get is usually the best thing. And I get that that can be, as a person who has played RPGs, it can be kind of frustrating to go into this and look at the stuff and say, I don't understand what any of this stuff, like, how does it benefit me? I need to know these details about it. Um, and so, it, and it's something that if you're playing more casually, you don't really care that much about. Right. I don't know. I mean, I it is, it is certainly a, 
a different experience. Um, and that's what, I mean, I think that's one of the, the big draws to it. Um, you definitely will have to, now that you have beat it once, you definitely have to do the, to try to get the, the true ending, if you will. There are three endings to the game. Um, one of them, I think that's the true ending, is if you don't kill anyone. Um, there is also an ending that you have to kill every enemy in the game. Um, and I, I have never actually gone and done that because I, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember how much it gets into this in the regular game, but it sort of implies, like, that the, the characters, some of the characters are, like, aware of the, the fact that they're living in a game, basically, and so they know when the they know when the the game is like reset and stuff um but so i've never actually gone and and started the game over to do the the genocide run as it's called because i i felt that, like i didn't want to betray all these characters that i had i had saved but you'll oh, definitely gosh. have to go in and um and uh try and do the the full pacifist run it is it's th- there is more stuff to do in it which is cool um, but it also becomes like some of the issues with beating, with surviving against the tough enemies, are as kind of lessened because you've played through it before and you're and you're aware of the systems and how to beat some people. Right. So that's that's also part of it is that there is a a level of being okay with walking blind through something mm-hmm. that you have to be okay with with this game, which. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just something that was was throwing me. I kind of... So I, I just kind of expected more of a classic RPG with a interesting battle system. And then yeah. it definitely was not that. No, no, it's not. <laughs> and so, I mean, like I said, I really liked it. And I, I have told a couple of my friends to play it because I think it would really appeal to their sense of humor. But yeah. I, I like I said it's definitely a now that I know what type of game it is I can warn someone more more clearly as to what type of game it is and I I am kind of glad you didn't give me too much of a warning as to what kind of game it is because I feel like maybe I wouldn't have taken it as seriously or thought some of the stuff was as ridiculous as it was yeah so I like I said I enjoyed it a lot. Some of the things frustrated me, but they, those were more personal things that it's because I went in expecting something that it wasn't. So it's, I'm just being honest about how I approached the game. Yeah. So it, um, I would say it is certified because I want other people to play it, but I want, I kind of want them to know what they're getting into. It's, it's an interesting dichotomy there, but mm-hmm. You know, I I would certify it. It's fun and it's got good music. And um, the the guy that makes it seems like an agent of chaos, to be honest, with <laughs> the way that he designs his game on yeah. a level. But yeah, certainly the probably my favorite was uh, Papyrus um, and dating him. Yeah, that's that's a. A fun little mini game. Yeah. So very weird. Yeah, very weird. 
uh, but but good and rewarding in its own way. There's a level of humanity to a lot of the characters that mm-hmm. a lot of games don't reach, which I kind of like. So, yeah, that's kind of the like the idea of the game, it, because normally in an RPG, it you just are tasked with destroying everything in your path. Um, and this game kind of sets up a world where these monsters that you could just cut down are kind of full living, breathing people with their own lives. Um, and so it, it's cool in that way. So, Seth, what did you play this week? Well, I played something today that will have to talk about in a little bit um i have also um continued playing the world ends with you um and i i have gotten like i as much as i had like trepidation about it even even last week week when we were talking about i noticed um when i was playing this past week that i had totally got back into the groove even though like just to where everything was was super fun for me Um, so any of the, not, not that I am negating all the, the, the the stuff that I don't like about it that I said last week, but it, it has ceased to become an issue for me and I am just completely enjoying the story and, and the music and everything about it. Yeah. I, I'm still enjoying that. I'm ready to get back into it. Yeah. That's about it. Um, nothing really. Uh, every once in a while I think about jumping back on Destiny, but I still have yet to do it. Yeah, I, so I have been because I, um, especially now I'm going to this week because that the quest line dropped for the Halloween quest line. Yeah. Um, but the main thing that's made me come back to Destiny is I, there was a drop of uh that 600 light rifle Mm -hmm. and i got it and so now i've actually been moving up light levels like a beast yeah i think you're higher than me now yeah so it's pretty nice to actually be moving up at a solid pace yeah so and i think we should talk about one thing that you will probably not hear us talk about which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, it is, it's a little weird that we would have this podcast about video games and not be covering the one of the largest video game releases of the year. Um, but as, if you've listened before, you have, you'd no doubt know that neither of us are super interested in it. Um, and I know it for, for me at least, it's not like I'm trying to make a point of, of about you know, the work conditions. Um, because I think that even the developers there would tell you that they want you to buy it. Um, this, even in spite of all the stuff that's happened, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm first not that interested in it. And I also don't want to have this like multiple hundred hour game that I'm trying to get through while also trying to play other games and, um, juggling five classes. Yeah. Um, if anything, we, uh, I'm sure your brother would be more than happy uh, in, a, in a week or two because he is playing it to yeah. come on and give us his opinion. 
Uh, there's no way he's going to beat it in that amount of time because, I mean, I don't even know. I remember I was listening to Split Screen and Kirk said that he basically had to crunch to get his review out because <laughs> he he had yeah. to beat a 70-hour game in a week and a half. And yeah. it's just crazy. So, I mean, I can I, I remember pushing myself pretty hard to beat Spider-Man. Yeah. So I mean, good on him for doing that. Spider Man wasn't even that. It was probably maybe thirty hours. Yeah. So if you're wondering, that's why we will not be uh, talking about that. At least for now. Maybe once December comes, I'll, I'll, uh, be interested in it, or, or at least I will have time to play it. So. Right. Just a little uh, heads up for you listeners. So, since it is Halloween, Seth, I want to ask you... That's death to you. um, I do want to ask you what your favorite spooky game is. Hmm, that is a good question. Uh, I think... Now, I've only recently been more interested in, like, the real spooky stuff. Um... For a long time, I'm not. Uh, I've t- I've told the story on here before about how I was terrified by uh, the game uh, Eternal Darkness, uh, and that kind of turned me off of scary games for a long time. Um, but I think probably the most my favorite is probably the most recent one I played, which is Until Dawn. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a new game, but it's a very good, it's a very fun, spooky experience with some some moments that legit scared me um yeah i think that's it for me so i think i think definitely my favorite spooky game has to be the condemned Mm-hmm. what's that which was a xbox 360 exclusive and it was made by give me a second because i we <laughs> Um, I've only met one other person that's played this game like me, where I've, I played it over and over again. It was public. It was developed by Monolith Productions and mm-hmm. published by Sega. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, and it came out in 2005, and it was a a game where you they they cited their uh, inspirations as Silence of the Lambs and Seven. Uh-huh. You played as a cop that was trying to solve these murders and it had like detective mode and everything. But also you would go into like warehouses and mannequins would set themselves up around you. And, uh, it was just genuinely terrifying. And some of the stuff in the game, like the collectibles were these little piles of dead bird bones, Mm -hmm. uh, which was really creepy and awful. Yeah, sounds sounds fun. But you're you're tracking a serial killer, and then you end up finding out that like the serial killer is part of this supernatural thing. And the second game, uh, Condemned Two, was not as good because it leaned more away from the cop horror part of it, and it leaned more into the supernatural horror part of it. Ah, so. You know, it is what it is. 
it's kind of a bummer because yeah. the first one was so good, and yeah, the second one was bad. There's certainly other games that I have, like other spooky games that I have good memories of, like uh, Slender. I remember when that when that crappy game came uh, came out, and we turned all the lights off in my brother's room and put it on the TV oh, and that played was the it. Worst. That was terrifying, but it was fun. Um, <laughs> I and uh, <laughs> I mean, I I enjoyed it. Um, and I, another game. Um, I've talked, I've criticized it on here before, but Alan Wake, uh, it's not super spooky, but there are parts that like were, were definitely scary to go through despite, despite a lot of my problems with it. I enjoyed it a lot. I remember getting scared in your living room, watching you play that stupid five nights at Freddy's game. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was the worst. I, I'm still kind of confused as to how that became the cultural phenomenon that it did it's such a weird i think it's just because of youtube let's plays like that was one of the first games that a lot of people played and and would just scream at the scary stuff yeah and so like that's how the like tip scare type stuff got popular and yeah yeah streaming's weird i still don't get it if you're a streamer, not that it's bad. I, I don't I don't think ill of you, but I just don't get why people would watch someone else play a game when <laughs> they could play it. I don't uh, shout out to my boy, the real nip dog five. <laughs> um it's and it's so weird, but you know, I it's it definitely is something that some people like to do. I don't know, David. You told me before we recorded that you were watching Donkey play video games. So that's more of a YouTube format, and it's a comedy thing. It's a it. I I don't know because there's people that watch streamers for like hours. Yeah, and there's a large difference. That's an eight minute video of organized comedy. It's true, but I mean, it all the whole thing is dependent on the the it's not really about the game i think it's more about the personality of the person who is playing the game um so i i don't know like i i also don't understand it but whenever gdq happens i will always tune into it for some reason so that's Um, for competitive so that's there's a differentiation there in my mind that is a competitive form of gaming that's like watching league esports to me is not like watching streams because then that's a that's a competition that's like watching a sport right but see you have created this differenti differentiation in your mind of two things which are essentially the same to justify you liking one and not liking the other hmm i don't know because there's the I'm not having to feel the pressure of tipping and subscribing to someone on an esports team when I yeah. watch them. But you also you could watch any streamer and not feel that pressure. I mean, they do a good job of putting that pressure out there. Sure, but you don't have to do it. Yeah. It's there's a difference though in my mind. And yeah. whether it's a that's what a I said. It's in your mind. Artificial difference or not, but 
That's a whole nother topic. I don't know. I don't know. Clearly, you don't know. It's it's complicated. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think I could watch you play a stream for a long time. And I know that I've I've done streams before, and I I even feel at the end like, oh, why did I do this? That wasn't even. I barely talked. People were barely in the room. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yet but, you still do it sometimes. Yeah, I do it occasionally. It's I I don't. I nowhere near expect to get famous off of it. That's for sure. Yeah. But I don't I don't scream at my TV with a fake mustache on, so Yeah, that's true. I can't uh I can't get over like that, you know. So But, but some people some people like it. Yeah, different strokes. So I wanna talk about the news a little bit we've we've got some interesting news on the horizon some of it which will be affecting our recording schedule a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh you'll hear about that but we'll get some of the lighter news out of the way first first piece of lighter news is that general grievous is now available in star wars battlefront 2 there we go which as you saw and heard that was the whole reason I bought Star Wars Battlefront 2. So I'm ready to <laughs> update that game yep. and play that content because I love the Clone Wars era of music. So, of uh, music? Of music. Yeah, the, I love the music and the game mm. and the, the setting. Um, so the reason I said music is because I love the prequel music and your brother made sure on the Star Wars playlist for the room to put the uh, parade music from the end of episode one on there. Oh, nice. Uh, and that music's really good. So, but yeah, he's now in Battlefront 2. I'm excited to play as that weird bag of guts inside <sighs> of a robot. The um, the most wasted character in all of Star Wars movie history. Yeah, I, I'd agree. We, we got to see Henry Cavill as Geralt. Yes. And with the luscious nice. blonde locks or white locks. Yeah. He's not blonde. I actually um, think he looks kind of weird, but that's He looks kind of weird. So my some of my friends were not okay with his lack of scarring, but I'm pretty sure they're going for a young Geralt instead See, of an older one. Well, that that's not really what bothers me. For me, it's like the hair just does not go with his face. So so someone commented on Twitter and said, "Okay, Sephiroth," and <laughs> I'll never not be able to see that now. He just looks like Sephiroth. Yeah, that's and, funny. Uh, so, I mean, I hope I get past it, but you know, we 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 had a good talk at work today about the uh, barrier to entry in the Witcher series and how it stopped me and a couple other people there from playing what is one of the best games um but that's a whole nother podcast because that that conversation got pretty deep yeah from what i know though so i still i still have yet to play the witcher 3 even though i own it but from what i understand it is sort of designed for newcomers it is but if there's a lot of lore that does feed in certainly 
And so, there's stuff that you won't be able to, you, you won't get without playing the other games. Yeah. And so for someone like me who cares a lot about lore, yeah, <laughs> it's really hard for me to ignore and make decisions in a game that's very heavy on decision making. I don't know. It seems to me like you, like you'd be the person who would have a field day falling down a Wikipedia hole about the Witcher stuff. Well, yeah, but that, that doesn't cover all the lore. That's for true. Sure. Um. So yeah, younger Geralt, uh, Henry Cavill. You know he's gonna have to do something because I'm pretty sure they'll eventually stop making the DC movies. So well, he's he's already confirmed that he's not coming back in those did he yeah all right he's done he's gone as superman they're pivoting to supergirl i think oh okay i'm not sure though what they should do as we all know is steal but that ain't happening yeah you've already written up your dissertation about that online i have that was a good tweet thread um but uh other small news medieval a game that came out in 1998 on the PlayStation 1 is getting a PS4 port slash rebuild, uh, which it looks really good. I played the original back in the day. I remember having, I remember getting the game after playing it on a jam-packed demo disc. So, I mean, I, I was super into that back in the day. It was a very good game yep. from what I can remember. And the trailer makes it look like it sticks pretty faithfully to the original, even with the weird control scheme. So, I do want to. Isn't it pronounced medieval? It might be because it's not spelled the same way as medieval, like in medieval times. It's medieval because you play a bad guy. Yeah, not, not to, great planning there. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Um. So, with that, you know, they did the typical back and forth between the old and new game on the, you know, on the trailer. So, it looks really cool. Uh, Go check that out on the PlayStation blog. Um, Let's see. And with that, Speaking of PlayStation. Oh, okay, go for it. No, don't you have the... The, the list of the games that are going to be in the PlayStation Classic was ah, announced. Yes. yes, I do have those right here, if you would like to know them. I would like to know them. I mean, I read them before, but I don't have the list in front of me. So, the PlayStation Classic games were all announced. And it is a stunning list of games that I don't remember ever existing. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, Battle Arena Toshinden. I don't know what that is. Yep. Cool Borders 2. I definitely know what that is, and that game was great. Yeah. Destruction Derby. No clue. Nope. Final Fantasy 7. That's a system seller right there for people. Obviously, yeah. The first Grand Theft Auto, which, boy, let me tell you what, that game is not what you think it is. Yeah, it's not. It is... We're not talking about, like, 3D Grand Theft Auto. This is, yeah, like, the is. original top-down 2D one. Yeah, Intelligent Cube, which I don't know what that is. Jumping Flash, which, yep. Never heard of that. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, which I believe is also top-down, the first Metal Gear Solid? Uh, No, that's Metal Gear that was top-down. 
Metal Gear Solid uh, okay. is is the ones we know and love. So there you go, Metal Gear Solid. A lot of people love that game franchise. Uh, I am bad at stealth games, so I don't. <laughs> so, uh, Mister Driller, no clue what that is. All I think of is Armadillo Mon from Digimon when I hear that. It's not so. that I do. I do actually know what that one is, but it is not exactly one that I would put on a classics list. Um, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, one I would put on a classics list, and I love that game. Mm-hmm. So good on them. Rayman. Uh, Makes yes, sense. That's fine. Um, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Okay. Sure, I'll take it. Revelations Persona. I don't know what that is. That's the first Persona game. Oh. Uh, interesting. Uh, fun fact about that game is what it might be most known for is the fact that it took one of the characters who in Japanese, in the Japanese version, was just a normal Japanese guy. I forget what his name is. But in the uh, American version, they turned him into a black guy and gave him a black name. Huh. Yeah, it's it's kind of a... It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I haven't played the game, but apparently it is a pretty good game, though. Um, we move on to Ridge Racer Type 4. Okay. Never played that. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. That's a legit game. Oh, okay. I didn't. I never played it, so... Siphon Filter. Another sneaky game. Yeah. So... Tekken 3, solid choice. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, yeah, another kind of sneaky game. Twisted Metal, which makes sense. Good choice. Yeah. And Wild Arms. Yeah, uh, also makes sense. Um, but it is a sort of. So I didn't. I never had a PlayStation growing up, so I don't. I don't have like the greatest knowledge of of like the PlayStation hits, but I feel like I have enough information to know that this is not really the list of the best playstation games i mean there are some good ones on here obviously but it's sort of a weird list like you got no crash you got no crash team racing no spyro's on here where's parappa the rapper He's not there. Well, Spyro. So Spyro would be hard to put on yes, there. Yes, I understand that. And I, I, I think that that does have a a lot to do with it because um, the PS One had like a huge third party lineup and a bunch of really good third party games, and so I get that those might be kind of hard to get on here. But and I and Spyro specifically, I know that it's coming out, but at the same time. It's kind of a quintessential PlayStation 1 game. Right? Am I wrong? Right. I mean, I don't know. You're right. So, here's a couple of games on here. Even just a cursory Google that I would put on here. Tomb Raider. What is that doing not on Yeah, here? yep. Let's go uh, Xeno Gears. Okay, yeah. Why not? Legend of Dragoon. Yeah. Why not? Chrono Cross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, that's a lot of RPGs, but Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. Silent Hill. Yes. 
Crash Team Racing uh, and Crash Bandicoot. Uh, CTR. If the game, if this thing had CTR, I might legit buy it for that. It's it's insane to me the amount of games that are not on here. And it's just I don't know, man. It's it is what it is. It's strange, and especially like for this is a hundred dollar thing. It's not like you are it's are spending a little bit on it. I mean No, it, this is a lot of money. Yeah. This is I don't know. Like where's a legacy of Kane? Yeah. I don't know. It's there, just uh... it's a little strange. No Suicid in two, which is like one of the greatest games of all time. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Again, I get that rights would be kind of an issue, but these are the those, these are some like quintessential PlayStation One games that are not on here. Yeah, but they're they're pushing it out. Yeah, I figured with them holding back some of the list, there was going to be some real blockbusters on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as surprises and but the truth is up. they were holding back the list because they did not want to tell you all of the ones that were on there <laughs> yeah that's uh that's exactly it oh man that's it's just disappointing but what can you do yeah you I can mean. you cannot buy it yeah which i i mean to be honest i already was not going to. yeah so you know there you go there's that there you go. You're, uh, you're the, the smart consumer. The one, the, the one game that I'm trying to make sure that the first game did came out on PlayStation 1 real quick. Um, it did. So the one game that in my mind would definitively need to be on here is Ape Escape. Yeah. But the problem is they're not selling it with the, DualShock, yeah, DualShock controllers. Which that game relied heavily, in fact, completely on the dual shot. And another so. another strange, uh, strange decision for that. Maybe they're going to release a PS One classic, uh, as in the the updated, the smaller version of it, um, that oh has the dual shocks. So, that would be stupid. That would be awful. Yeah, it would be awful. Uh, I could, but I mean, I could totally see him doing it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just it's kind of strange. Definitely strange. So, with that, man, that's that's just kind of a downer on the news. But <laughs> um, let's go to some uh, other old games coming back. Uh, Resident Evil Zero, One, and Four were announced for the Switch coming next year. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, but let's get into what you did play today, Seth. Yeah, so... Very fittingly. Um, yeah, it's good that... It, interesting timing that you talked about Undertale, because yesterday, uh, Toby Fox, the creator of Undertale, um, he was like, all of you need to um, go watch the Undertale Twitter account in 24 hours. And so today, um, a bunch of tweets came out, and then there was this link to this uh, Deltarune.com that it, it's weird it has a, a lot of these disclaimers and there's a download version to this program which is called um like it doesn't it just it's just called survey program 
And it's very strange because in order to install it, like you have to, you kind of have to go like override some of the the Windows security protocols for dangerous programs. Um, and then the there's this license agreement that comes up that says you accept everything that will happen from now on. So it's a very it's fitting that he releases on Halloween because it's it's a it's all very spooky even getting into it. Um, and so I did this earlier today, and I downloaded and started playing it. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, I don't know if it's a prequel or if it's a sequel, but it is certainly related to Undertale. Um, there are a lot of the Undertale shenanigans of, um, of characters' names being anagrams of things. Um... Uh, I haven't played a lot of it. I don't know if it's, like, an entire game. Um, it's... I, I honestly... I, I don't have much to say about it because I'm not sure what's going on. And interestingly enough, the website, uh, it actually says, uh, for public safety, you're advised to refrain from discussion of the program for 24 hours. Um, so I don't know what he's where he's going with it, if it's supposed to be, like, a preview for what he is thinking about doing for Undertale 2. Um, the game itself is actually very fun. It is it is an RPG. It, it has more of a like a, a classical RPG style than, than, than the first Undertale did. Uh, it has some of the same like bullet hell elements in it. Um, music is great. The, the art is really cool. Um, it's, but, and it's all very mysterious. Um, so I'm excited to play more of it. Uh, but yeah, that that was kind of this thing that happened. A lot of people on, all over the internet are talking about it, trying to figure out what it is and how it connects to um, the overall Undertale-iverse. Ooh. Yeah, and and the name Deltarune is itself an anagram of Undertale, which is fun. Yeah, I so I just typed Deltarune in on Google earlier today at work. And it's actually the name of the rune on Toriel's shirt. Yeah. And they were they were selling shirts named Delta Rune. Yeah. Um, um It's something. It's some something certainly going on with it, but I don't know what. But it's definitely fun. And there's also been a little bit of a weird thing that happened. So when you download it, it's just like an an executable file, and then it installs it. Um, but apparently, the uninstaller, this is not a, not intentional, of course. But if you run the uninstaller, it deletes everything in whatever folder the program is in. So like, if you yeah, if you put it just in like your my documents folder and then ran the uninstaller, it would all delete. Um, so don't do that if you download the game. Oh. Yeah, that would be bad. This, uh... <laughs> uh, it just feels like, uh... Toby Fox was, uh... You know, a developer on Fallout 76. <laughs> and it's just that... The... It's just taken up, taken up after them. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, which we, we joked about that last week. Uh, them asking people to be patient with the bugs and... Um, boy, is this game going to be a mess. Yeah. 
Well, it's a good thing they're getting these bugs out of the way now, because hopefully they can create, they can fix them. Uh, ideally, they will get rid of the bug that that deletes the entire game from your computer. Yeah, if you just use the normal interface. Um, but so you you won't hear anything about Delta Rune online most likely for a while, because. Toby uh, asked people to not talk about it for a while. Yeah. Don't know what it's... So, uh, I'm excited to play more of it and see what's going on. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's it's nearly a full game yeah. compared to Undertale. So, mm-hmm. um, He truly is an agent of chaos for releasing a free full game on apparently, Halloween. I, apparently at the end of it, one of the characters talks about uh, something about a, a Smashing Bros game. So uh, that has also created some speculation of whether or not he's trying to tell us something about what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Um, and we can end the episode on that by telling people the deal. So. Yeah. So last week we promised you that we would not again talk about smash bros until there was actual information about it and uh lo and behold tomorrow or well remember today is wednesday so tomorrow as in thursday the november the first is going to be the final smash bros nintendo direct uh which is exciting uh kind of terrifying at the same time um just because so before we talk about what we think is going to be in it, I wanted to ask you, David. Um, last week we talked about the leak, the quote-unquote leak. Um, it seems like it's not true be- based on all the credible people who have said it's fake, um, which, you know, is fine. Um, but it, it was interesting. I had been following it to the past week and people trying to prove or disprove it. And I remember watching this video, and this was actually a a um, a comment I heard I I heard a lot on different things is that they wanted it to not be true because like they didn't want the stuff to be revealed beforehand and it ruined the hype of it. And I thought that was weird. And so I wanted to ask you, like, did that leak, it, even if it was if it was all the characters that were going to be revealed tomorrow, would that does that like lessen your hype for the game? No. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was crazy. Zero. So uh, there are people like that, and um, you you might as well call those people the spoiler people. Yeah. Which, when any little thing about something is revealed, they feel it ruins the entire experience. Which, I guess, on a level, I understand those people. Right. But, oh my gosh, it's a fighter in a fighting video mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you're, it's it's weird. It's not like you're revealing the end of Avengers. Right. You're you're just unveiling a piece of the puzzle instead of looking at the picture after you're done. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of stupid to I mean I I hesitate to say stupid, I guess. But it's silly to really let something like that ruin your enjoyment of yeah, I was at a uh, I, I was at a, a Halloween get together before I came home to to record, 
and I and I asked some of the people about it. Um, there were actually surprisingly more people who knew about it than I realized. Um, but one of the guys said that he hopes that it's fake because he wants to prove that the leakers aren't correct. And I was like, what? Why? Why does that? Why do you even care about that? It's it's so weird. The people that are against the insider culture of some of the Nintendo Twitters, yeah, like uh, um, stealth and stuff, like a couple of the other ones, like yeah, it just it, get so happy disproving them, and it it actually became really toxic. Unlike the main. Um, the main like thoroughfares of people commenting about this game like it people were going after personally after these people who who know who have information uh like who have proven they have real inside information and anything that was said that that was against what people wanted they were just they were like viciously personally attacking these people um and it was it's it was crazy. Like I had never seen anything like this. Um, right. I don't know. It's 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 all it's a little in, intense. I people it's too people far are taking this. Yeah, way too far. And it's it's just the way that it is. I guess. Yep. Um, I I don't know if I've seen this kind of aggression about simpler things like you know racers and mario kart mm-hmm. or stuff like that you know um but i mean i guess smash only comes around so often so you yeah it's a big deal i guess you want to delay the hype but at the same time i mean it's not like someone told you the end of red dead while you're in line to buy it yeah and i and i mean like had when they announced the game if they had told me every character right then like it wouldn't have my my excitement for the game would not have lowered, um, so I don't I don't know, but the good thing is it'll all be over tomorrow morning. Um, hopefully, hopefully twenty four hours from now, um, I will not be sad about characters being in or not being in. Um, right. I texted you last night. I, I I watched some stuff from from some insider people, and they. Um, so obviously both of us really want Isaac from Golden Sun to be in the game, and they seemed to be uh, some of them confident that he would be in there. So I, I'm I'm going in with my with my hopes up. Um, I gotta say it, I'm trying not it, to because yeah. I know it'll devastate me. It it would absolutely be the worst thing if he was revealed as an assist trophy. Like I could deal with the one character I really want not being in the game um, because we know. That I think they're gonna go all in on on DLC for this game and support it for a long time, um, but uh, if they were if they just revealed that no he's never gonna be playable, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I would still be excited for the game, but that would that would be hard for me to uh, to uh, deal with. It would it would kind of break me. It, <laughs> would, it would break my spirit a little. Yeah. Bit. So I don't know. But yeah, so that's uh, that's happening tomorrow. Um, do you have any any predictions for it, David? Um, I think that the Grinch leak is mm, 
I, I don't care which side of it is on, really, the, the fake or real. Uh, I care about the names that were announced and the fact that they were also so in line with a 4chan leak from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do you, who, who do you think is going to be in it tomorrow? I, I do have a strong feeling that Isaac will be in mm-hmm. it. The, the only thing now at this point that would lead me against believing that is the growth item it being mm-hmm. in it. Um, possibly them using it as an item as a like, hey, look, at least we're referencing that. Yeah. So the I do I I there's something in my bones that just says that Banjo Kazooie is going to be in it. Mm, that'd be interesting. Um, I and it's it's partially I've had that feeling ever since the weird double marketing of Sony or of Microsoft and Nintendo about crossplay yeah. and stuff. It does seem like if there were There's, a time for it to happen, it would be now. Right, and so um, Banjo Kazooie is my real dark horse. Echo Fighters wise, I mean, I think that Shadow is a near a hundred percent. Yeah, and Isaac, Mock Rider, whatever, Chorus Kids. I have been trying to think lately as to how they would even work effectively in the game. Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, but you know, it's I Isaac just seems like it's so infuriating on a level because. Um, I was talking to one of our friend, one of my friends at work about this today, about how I feel like me and you are the only two people that have played this game franchise of Golden Sun. Yeah, I mean, it's... you you are the only friend I've ever had that's played yeah. it and talked to me about it. I think we underestimate how like long ago that game came out, though. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but it's just to see him gets the that series gets some validation and um to see people on twitter want isaac yeah. you know it it kind of brings hope to my soul that one day we will get a true follow-up yeah. to that series one can only hope so i and i personally i'm i'm trying to only go in it with the expectation of like Ken from Street Fighter and Incineroar, because those seem to be like what everyone can agree upon. Um, oh, if it if it's Incineroar instead of Isaac, I'll be so mad. Yeah, I mean, so because another Pokemon is just not what we need. Yeah, but there's been it would be just like been, having another Fire Emblem. There's character. been a new Pokemon in every version of the game. Like um, they put they designed Greninja in the game in the previous game before. Before the before X and Y even came out, um, so I think it's pretty safe bet that Incineroar is going to be in the game. Um, I I'm going to refrain on making a prediction of Isaac just because I don't want to jinx it, um, and I I think that Gino is also going to be in the game. So I if if they're going off the ballot, which it seems like they are doing for these characters, guys like Gino and Isaac 
They've been requested for a long time, so I think they have good shots to be in the game. And if not in the base game, as DLC eventually. But like I said, if it would be the worst thing to see them reveal as a as an assist trophy. I'll tell you what. If Isaac is revealed as an assist trophy and Bandana D is in the Ugh. game, that would actually kill my excitement for yeah. the game. That would actually... Uh, the amount of anger I would have would be like the... Uh, the irrational level of nerd anger. Oh yeah, because because the amount of people that are so for that it it boggles my mind. Yeah, I could say that. So we are we are planning on doing like a mini episode on Friday to talk about the about the direct. But if that happened, I would because they're they're going to do a mode dump too. I'm sure they're going to talk about the single. Player. Yeah. I mean, there's it's so it's 40 minutes long and then there's going to be a Treehouse live after it. Um, so it's basically like the length of their E3 presentation. So there's, there's going to be a lot of information. So we'll have a lot to talk about, but honestly, if the situation, the scenario you, ju- you just described happen, I think I would, I would just wait until next week to want to talk about these because I would need, I would need a minute to cool off. Yeah, we, you, uh, just look at the news and you can gauge by what's announced tomorrow morning whether or not there will be an episode on. Friday. I mean, you can, you can, you you'll definitely be able to see by the tweets I'll be sending out uh, whether or not I'll be in the mood to uh, to be recording on Friday. Yeah, check. Uh, make sure to follow at Suplex the Sticks on Twitter, and uh, that account will be retweeting or will be tweeting from it. Uh, me and Seth's tweets going along with the news, hopefully, and we will be talking about that live. I will be for the most yeah. part. So make sure you follow that and our Facebook and all that stuff. Um, like Seth said, we have an episode coming later this week if the news is positive and good and doesn't stress yeah, if us it out does too if much. it does not break our hearts, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll be here talking about it uh, in a couple days. Yeah. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe so you can hear the new episodes. We appreciate everyone that's doing so. We see you. Um, just make sure to let us know that you are seeing us by rating and uh, liking our posts and sharing the episodes and stuff like that. Um, we appreciate all the love that you guys send back. And with that, um, we will see you later this week slash next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.